Hello everyone, the Indian Affairs Department is launching its summer podcast series hosted by this summer's college interns. My name is Shana Naranjo from Santa Clara Pueblo and I'm currently attending Stanford University. Hey everybody, my name is Quentin Candelaria and I am from San Felipe Pueblo and I am currently attending New Mexico State University. Today we're kicking off our podcast series with the current Cabinet Secretary of Indian Affairs, Lynn Trujillo. Hi everybody, welcome. To start it off with our first question, um, we just wanted to know a little bit more about you. Uh, so could you describe your journey from college until now? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I, I was fortunate to go to Dartmouth College and following that I um, came back home. I actually worked for the, I'm from San Diego Pueblo and I worked for our Pueblo's education department for a little bit. Um, I served as a tribal liaison between um, the Pueblo and the Bernalillo Public School District. So really trying to be a conduit between um, the school district and to help our students who are in that district as well as work with um, the families and parents. Um, after that, I uh, decided that I was gonna go to law school and um, wanted to practice in the area of federal Indian law. It was um, my uh, desire to one day um, come back and work for my tribe as their in-house general counsel. And um, so I was fortunate to, to start at the University of Iowa College of Law and then um, came back to New Mexico and transferred to UNM where I graduated with my law degree. And then from there I went to um, work in a large firm in Washington, D.C. at Steptoe & Johnson at the time, uh, Kevin Gover um, was um, working for the law firm and um, recruited me to come work for them. I actually had planned to go into the um, Department of Justice Honors Program. I was accepted into that, um, but went to go practice at the law firm, and that was a really um, great experience to work with uh, the caliber of attorneys at Steptoe and. Um, really get my training as a as a young lawyer professional. Um, I was fortunate after that to actually come back to New Mexico and work under the Richardson administration. I actually worked as the Indian Affairs Department General Counsel um, uh, many many years ago. <laughs> um, at that time, the the department was actually an office and it was being transitioned, it was going to be transitioning into a department, um, and Bernie Tebow was the cabinet secretary at that time. Um, and so I stayed with the department for a short while um, because I had an opportunity to go work for my tribe. And so I was um, in-house general counsel for them, uh, which I really loved and um, learned a lot about um, not only the law, not only the tribes, uh, and uh, I learned a lot about myself as a person, as a professional, and um, decided to actually apply to and got into the LLM program at ASU, because I thought that maybe someday I might want to become a law professor. And so that was, um, that was a really interesting experience. I, I didn't end up finishing my LLM because I um, decided that 
I wanted to teach and my experience was that uh, there wasn't a lot of time in the classroom. Um, it was more uh, writing research papers, articles, and publishing, and um, they didn't kind of fit with my personality and what I wanted and um, decided to leave the program and uh, that's when I became a field organizer. <laughs> actually for the uh, Obama campaign Ooh, yeah that was in 08 so I came moved back from Arizona and was offered a position as a uh, community organizer to work in the Pueblo communities and I was really excited about that um, so it was very interesting for me uh, as a young person I was never engaged really in the political process and it was the first time that I was able to um, work with many tribal people who were very politically active and engaged, um, and that was exciting. In between then, I actually caught the campaign bug and I would work on campaigns, um, worked on Diane Dennis's statewide campaign when she ran for governor, mm -hmm. the coordinate campaign for a congressional delegation, and I would um, take time off, so when the campaign season was off, I would go travel um, to India, and wow. I went to India twice, and South nice. America several times. Um, so I'd go for uh, three months um, backpack trips and been to Asia. So um, that was, it was a great experience. Where in Asia? So I've been to China, uh, Vietnam, Cambodia and Laos. <laughs> I really love traveling a lot and um, so I did quite a bit of that and was looking maybe to come back home and settle down into a job and actually uh, started working for the USDA Rural Development as a Native American coordinator um, nationally uh, stationed out of Albuquerque mm -hmm. and then um, and then was uh, asked to come join the Lujan Grisham administration. It sounds like your journey has been very long and it's been very exciting and it's very inspiring. So you are an attorney by trade and it sounds like you have a lot of experience in community organization, but what made you change your career path? Well, I think as you know, as talking with you, just kind of charting out all the and I probably left out some things here and there. Um, I think, you know, it's, you, you asked me the career change and I think that there's been a lot of changes throughout my career. Um, and I don't, some of them I sought out and other ones I think just happened to present themselves as opportunities. And I always saw it as another way to um, expand my knowledge base and grow. Um, maybe it was a field that I hadn't even had any experience in, like you mentioned, going from um, do, being a, a lawyer uh, and then all of a sudden taking a community organizing job that I had, had never experienced. Um, but I, it, was, it was because it was interesting and a challenge. I, I like change a lot. Um, sometimes that's difficult and um, it's, but it's, it provides, I feel like it provides me with an opportunity to grow as a person. 
And kind of going back on how you were talking about career paths, I kind of want to backtrack um, to your career as a lawyer and ask you, when you were when you were young and kind of trying to envision what your career is going to be like, did you know that you wanted to be a lawyer, that you wanted to go down that path? Uh, yes and no. Not. I mean, when I was really young, actually, I um, wanted to be an artist. So I do. Mm-hmm. I do paint. I. I actually. Um, my. I have a degree from Dartmouth with a bachelor's of arts and I um, majored in both uh, religion so a lot of philosophy of religion and fine arts so I studied fine arts when I was an undergrad I was able to go to a summer program at the Chautauqua Institute which is a really um, phenomenal place in upstate New York where they have musicians come together, visual artists, theater, dancing, and I was able to um, be up there for a summer to uh, work in the area of sculpture. Oh, and and, and so that was that, and they have world-renowned artists that come in and serve as mentors and teachers. Um, so I really, you know, I hadn't really had any when I was a child that I was going to grow up and be a lawyer. It wasn't really until I was probably um, in college when I came back home and um, was working for the tribe. And at the time, we had a a really great attorney, then passed away for several years, um, non-Native man representing the Pueblo. Um, And I I always kind of wondered why we hadn't had somebody from um, our Pueblo or Native representing our own people. And so I thought, you know, I think I could, I can do this. And um, actually was the first person from my Pueblo to uh, get a law degree. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so, um, but I do, you know, I, w- I would love to go and um, after this career path, uh, maybe uh, be brave enough to uh, do art full time. And uh, I'm currently designing a house, and um, part of my house is going to be an art studio, and I'm really excited about that. Wow, everyone be on the lookout for Lindsay Hill, <laughs> her name. She's going to be an artist after this. Um, but I guess going back to starting this career as cabinet secretary, what was your initial reaction to being offered the position of Cabinet Secretary of Indian Affairs? Uh, when I received the phone call, I kind of couldn't believe it. I actually was um, on furlough from the federal government because it was a shutdown then. And um, I, 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 I just couldn't, bo- I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and then I thought, um, you know, can I have like a couple minutes to think about it? And then I, and then it was, I just, I kind of, I mean, I, I already knew what I wanted to do, what I was going to say, um, that I was going to uh, accept the offer um, to come work under this administration and to work for all our tribal people. But it was one of those moments kind of like, I maybe I don't know this maybe this is the equivalent for me winning the lottery because I'm not that lucky when it comes to winning money, but it was like one of the I had to walk around to make sure that I that this was real and mm-hmm. um, ground myself, 
and then um, made a very nervous and excited phone call back um, uh, saying that I would accept this position. And this was all within minutes from when yeah. you got the call? Yes, wow. yes. It was kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, being that you are a part of this uh, oncoming change in the political arena, we see a lot of women stepping up to the plate and taking the lead, both at the state and federal level. Uh, for example, here in New Mexico, we have Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. Mm -hmm. Now we have Representative Deborah Holland, mm -hmm. and as well as Xochitl Torres. Mm -hmm. What is it like to be alongside these strong women, to be a part of this change? It's um, humbling. Uh, I don't, I, in some ways, I don't consider myself on the same par with these women. Um, it's empowering. It's pretty amazing when I think about it. And there, you know, I, you know, it's a, it's, it's the time, but, you know, there's a lot of other women who have been um, in places of power. I just think it happens to be this culmination of this, this happening. Um, I feel very privileged to be able to serve in this role, um, to work alongside these women, to work with them, um, and it's really inspiring. Um, and I hope it's inspiring to um, our Native women that are out there. Um, I, I didn't think that I would ever um, find myself in this position. Uh, that I'm in today, um, but I am thankful for it, and um, let it be an example to those of you out there that someday you may find yourself in this position that you didn't um, ever foresee for yourself in the future. Yeah, thank you. You're really an inspiration, I think, to all the young Indigenous women out there. Um, as a as a strong woman, and I'm and I'm so glad for the current administration that's currently leading New Mexico. Um, so I guess moving on to our next question, since the time you were sworn in as cabinet secretary, what experience has stuck out the most to you? I think for me, um, and I didn't, I didn't really realize it until I went back and I watched the video on this. Um, I mean, it was impactful during the time that it was happening, but um, so with cabinet um, secretary positions, you have to go through a Senate confirmation process. And um, there is a hearing before the Senate Rules Committee, and um, it's a time for you to be presented to the, um, the committee and um, your sponsors my sponsors um, for my confirmation uh, hearing were um, Senator Shendo um, from Jemez Pueblo and um, our beloved Senator Pinto is no longer with us. And so both of them were my co-sponsors. Um, and that whole process was really, um, you know, just, was one of the more remarkable moments, I think, in my life, um, not only just in terms of my role here um, as cabinet secretary, because it's really an opportunity for um, folks to speak on your behalf, um, 
to talk about you and so it's um it's really moving and it's i i felt a little bit embarrassed because um the amount of tribal leaders and um, folks that I've known throughout my life and including my family who showed up and spoke on my behalf and um, provided testimony to who I am as a person, um, how they support me, um, the kind of uh, secretary that I would be for um, the department, for the state, um, for our tribal people. It was just an overwhelming amount of support and love and um and then to go from that hearing um and go to the senate floor and have a vote on my nomination and um, be confirmed as cabinet secretary i think has been one of the um most impactful moments um during my time here I also think there's these smaller moments that um, they're, you know, they're not a big hurrah and hoopla that that happens, but there's these moments where, um, so I, I live at Sandia and I drive back and forth uh, every, uh, during the weekday to the office and, you know, in the morning when the sun is rising and you're passing through all our native lands um, and I think about who um, I get to meet today, when I think about my day, um, when I think about the impactful policy issues that we're working on, like uh, missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, and um, I get really excited. And then there's those moments on the drive back that are impactful um, when I help somebody, you know, um, whether it's uh, through uh, a TIF allocation or just like somebody wanting some time to talk with me about some of the issues that they're facing in their tribal communities. Um, those moments are, are, you know, have a cumulative effect in terms of their impact on me and I, um, and I value them. So I guess just to follow up, mm -hmm. uh, my next question for you is, uh, what do you want to accomplish during your time as cabinet secretary of the Indian Affairs Department? Um, everything, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot, there's so much that impacts um, our tribal uh, communities and our people, and, um, and I wish I could do everything, um, you know, but there isn't enough time and we don't have enough staff you know you guys have been here for this is your second week um, and we're not fully staffed so um, that's a challenge in terms of the, the resources that are available uh, what i would like to see is you know make sure that we put a foundation in place for this department um, that it's stabilized that uh, we create an environment where people want to work here, they're excited about the work, they're excited to serve, um, that we create a department where our um, tribal leaders and tribal people, excuse me, um, and organizations who work with tribes feel welcomed um, and um, feel like they um, uh, can come to us as a, a resource, as a partner, as a collaborator, um, as well as a, our other state departments that we work with. 
Um, what I'd like to see is for us to build um, policy, do more around policy um, with this department. Um, you know, we do a great job as a department to administer the millions of dollars that come here for our capital outlay projects, which fund um, much needed infrastructure and other um, things in tribal communities, as well as the TIF fund, um, which provides you know money um, to tribes to fund critical infrastructure. So we, we do a great job of that. We could be doing more in terms of policy, um, in terms of um, affecting policy at a state level um, that impacts our tribal nations. I'd like to see that happen here. Thank you so much, Secretary Trujillo. Um, and everyone keep in mind that it's been roughly six months uh, <laughs> since she's been sworn in and since this new administration has taken over. So we're definitely looking forward to the future and seeing what, what happens and what's being accomplished. Um, but with that, we do have one final question. And if you could name your top three songs from your playlist right now. <laughs> well, I have several playlists, but I have been obsessed with Lizzo's latest album, by the way. <laughs> and so uh, Sherry Katnack here actually gave me the um, concert dates for Lizzo. And so I think I'm going to take a break from work and try to hit one of those concerts. Um, but uh, yeah, I love like... For sure, I love boys. That song is the best because it sounds like like it like channels Prince. It's such yeah. a good beat, and um, but I also do play Nappy Roots um, "Good Day" sometimes on the way up to work because we all have a choice whether or not we're gonna have a good day, and I want to make it a good day. Um, but yeah, for sure, Lizzo. <laughs> if you don't know who Lizzo is, go look her up right now. <laughs> And if you're listening, Lizzo, you're free to come to the Indian Affairs Department. Uh, Hold a concert. <laughs> we'd, love to, we'd love to invite you to our department. All right, guys. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Remember to like and share. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our next podcast will definitely be covering a bunch of issues in relation to Indigenous education in New Mexico. Thank you. This has been the Indian Affairs Department. See you guys next time. Thanks, guys.